Welcome to the AdWoke Podcast. My name is Brett Craig, and here's my story. I'm a former chief creative officer that worked at two of the biggest ad agencies on the West Coast for some of the most famous brands in the world. About two years ago, I was canceled for a five-year-old casting email that someone posted on Instagram. I used some imperfect language. It was taken out of context, and it all happened in the middle of the racial tensions of 2020. The social media mobbing that ensued in the comment section below my email posted on Instagram caused me to lose my job and to be called some rather ugly names that I never thought I'd be called. Suddenly, I went from the top of my career to no career at all. Canceled. Even friends that supported me privately wouldn't come near me publicly. I'm a Christian, and I do believe that God is working all things together for my good, but it was quite honestly one of the most devastating experiences of my life. But it was also strangely liberating. I woke up to a new world, full of uncertainty, but also full of opportunity. The opportunity to do something in short supply in the corporate world today. Tell the truth. I no longer had to be conflicted promoting ideas I don't agree with. And in these times of deceit, I counted a privilege to be able to speak honestly. That's what the AdWoke podcast is all about. I'm going to give it to you straight. We're going to occasionally laugh, and I'm going to say the things you're not allowed to say. Not because I just want to be provocative, although the truth is often provocative, but because I believe the truth will set you free. Welcome to the AdWoke Podcast. Today, I want to talk about wokeness, and I'm going to argue that wokeness is actually a cult. Uh, In fact, I think it's the most dangerous mass cult phenomena in history. And I know that's a big claim, but I'm going to back up this assertion. Uh, When we say the word woke, and we've been hearing that word for a long time now, uh, some would say it's sort of tired and worn out, uh, but it's become a very useful term. So woke is not going away as a word. And of course, not all of us interpret this word the same. It's worth pointing out, you know, real quickly that woke as a term did not start as a negative term. I remember seeing this term on t-shirts a long time ago, and the full expression was stay woke. And the idea in the beginning was a sort of black activist watchword, uh, the notion being watch out for police brutality and unjust police tactics. And over time, that idea morphed into the lingo for sort of being awake to injustice, to inequity, to societal ills. Now for the left, and I just had a conversation with someone about the word woke, uh, and for this person who was, is staunchly on the left, I would say for them, the word is still something positive. It's a descriptor that indicates that a person is on the good team. Uh, They're conscientious, uh, attentive, uh, and conscious and awake to what's really going on in society, i.e. injustice and inequity. You get it. You're you're kind of doing the work if you're a woke person to fix those societal injustices as well. Yet on the right, being woke means the opposite. It's a pejorative. Far from indicating someone is awake to injustice or awake at all, it means they're in a catatonic state to the person on the right, uh, kind of a mindless state. That's what we think of when we think of the woke, uh, a non-player character, NPC, as people call them, in which no new information can enter their brains. No debate is possible in any interaction with a woke person, even with a woke family member or best friend who you would think you could get through to, for example, an interaction with them can quickly turn very personal and very ugly. And all that said, Today, wokeness, I think it's fair to say, has become for the most part a pejorative. Uh, When the term is used, right, when we hear woke, most people I think now think of someone who is very close-minded, judgmental, sanctimonious, sure of their own morality and righteousness, uh, a person who is often quite vicious towards others. And and so you might ask, well, why are the woke this way? Because wokeness, and that's what I'm going to talk about today, is a cult. And I didn't say like a cult, and I'm not saying it's cultish. I'm saying wokeness is a cult. And so I want to talk about how wokeness has all the signs of being a cult. Uh, Only wokeness, uh, instead of just being a typical cult, like a small group of people that go out to the desert and do cult things, uh, wokeness is the biggest and most dangerous mass cult the world has ever seen, as I said at the top. In fact, Elon Musk said as much on Twitter this week. He said this. He said in his tweet, the woke mind virus is either defeated or nothing else matters. 
And Musk is not wrong because cults are generally nihilistic and they often end in disaster, right? Uh, Particularly for the people that are seduced by them. Now, we all have situations we can bring to mind, interactions with people that we would call woke, someone in our family, a coworker, an old friend. Uh, And those interactions often happen online. They can happen on a text exchange. Uh, They might happen at your holiday gathering in person. I've heard a lot of stories like that, or, you know, at, at your church, at your work, in the break room, if you're going to work again. And usually what stands out in an interaction with someone you might call woke is the judgmentalness right? The, the viciousness, the nastiness involved in the interaction with that person. And the thing that you notice is that when you're dealing with a woke person is that it turns ugly, like I said, and very personal, very quickly. And often you're not sure how it even happened. Often you're left asking yourself, how did that turn so nasty so fast? And you might even say things like, all I said was, and I hear that all the time, and really, you're, you're often left wondering after that interaction with a woke person how you triggered them so easily and so quickly. And no wonder the woke are fa- fond of this word trigger because indeed members of the cult of wokeness are so easily triggered. And so they're warning you in a sense with trigger warnings about all the no-go zones, all the no-fly zones they have around them that will trigger their wrath if you were to violate them. And instinctively, we know this, right? We know that if we touch certain subjects with our woke friends, coworkers, neighbors, etc., that it is potentially relationship ending. Even if they just knew what you thought about a particular political issue, if it wasn't in the woke consensus, let's say, if it, um, they might not even talk to you again if they even just think that you think different than them. And it shouldn't be this way. And usually, uh, if you think about it, the friction point, uh, the political friction point usually, is not worth losing a loved one over or a best friend over, right? But that is the likely outcome, or at least uh, a cold distance settles into the relationship with your woke coworker, friend, or family, oftentimes, if they suspect you don't think exactly like them, or God forbid you actually offer an opinion that counters theirs. Now, now I think to some degree, the woke have always existed. These people uh, that sort of feel super certain of their beliefs and morality uh, and therefore tend to get very aggressive when challenged, I would just call those people progressives or in the past liberals, but I don't even think they're liberals necessarily. But kind of progressive people, I feel like it gets emotional real quick when you have a conversation with them. But in the past, you could coexist with these folks by simply staying off the topics that triggered them. Usually that's anything to do with politics, right? But also maybe even like religious subjects. And so we all just learn to avoid <laughs> those subjects. <clears throat> And hence, we are able to avoid triggering any buried landmines and just coexist with that person, right? Now, the exception to this is that they, the woke, they can say anything they want. Have you noticed that? And they often do because the woke are not self-aware and they just believe what, what they believe is just the way it is, right? And they can't even imagine that anyone else could think differently. I experienced that so much in advertising because it's such a progressive industry and I so often would notice conversations would be sort of had out in the public that, and there's just an assumption that you see the world exactly as uh, the sort of progressive worldview does, as the woke person does. Now, if you're anything like me, you just told yourself when that happened, right? Hey, bringing up politics uh, and being overtly pushy about one's religious convictions, it's just unwise uh, to, to do that with your progressive woke friend, they might do it, but but you're going to be bigger than that. You're going to be the bigger person, and you're just not going to do that. Uh, besides, and this is what I used to tell myself, who's going to be talked out of their deeply held political convictions on subjects like, you know, uh, whatever, who you vote for, or just anything, whether it's abortion or uh, whatever. You're not going to talk anybody out. And my feeling always was, is I respect the other person that person on the other side of the aisle, let's say, enough to assume that they've arrived at their conclusions over time with lots of life experience. And I'm not going to change their opinion over an email exchange or a Facebook post or a heated exchange in the break room at work. Uh, And we've all had those exchanges, like I said, online and 
And, and what we find is they're kind of quicksand, right? The longer you engage in these skirmishes with a woke person, the deeper you get with no rescue in sight. And so it, it, it turns emotional and ugly fast, like I said. And so if you're like me, you just learn to avoid political topics, right? With At work and at family gatherings, particularly with woke people. And in fact, in my industry, advertising, it was a long-held belief that you never talk about politics and religion. And I've talked about that, especially in the work from brands and companies, especially if a brand knew it was good for it, for all the reasons I just listed. You're only going to make people mad. They don't want to be lectured. So just entertain them, make them laugh, cry, feel good with your advertising. But don't lecture them on politics or religion if you respect them. And that's kind of always been my attitude, at least, for people that are more progressive or woke. I, I'm not interested in trying to change their mind. I'd, I'd, I want to retain their friendship or uh, if they're a family member, I want to retain that intimacy and friendship there. Uh, and so I don't want to bring politics into that. And this brings me to one of the reasons dealing with the woke today is tough. And, and again, let's call these people those of the progressive persuasion. Dealing with these people has changed. And you might have noticed that. Something has changed. See, the woke, right, and I'm going to keep arguing that it's a cult, the woke keep getting louder and making ever more demands. And they've decided in their righteous zeal that respecting other people's deeply held beliefs is just a non-starter for them. They're done with that. They are now ready and they are imposing their views on you. And so how have they done this? How have the woke imposed their cultish views uh, on the rest of us? And it's simple. By politicizing every last thing in culture, everything is politicized today and purposely so. This is why, by the way, you find yourself in collisions with your woke coworkers, family members, and friends, it's because there's no neutral zones left. And that's been done on purpose, right? You can't turn on an NBA game without finding it's political. You can't turn on an NHL thing or see a tweet from NHL and it's talking about LGBTQ or BLM squares on corporate uh, Instagram pages. I mean, we're, we're, everything is politicized. Everything is politicized 24-7. Turn on ESPN, it's politics. And so every space in the culture has been invaded by the progressive woke left, and it's been politicized. So you, there are no neutral zones anymore. And so being silent is really no longer a protection to you. Uh, and what I mean by that too is not only are there no neutral zones, right, where there's the wokeness has not come into the culture in every domain, but being silent doesn't protect you. And, and why is that? Well, you've, you've probably been told by a, a woke friend or a person or coworker that silence is complicity. Silence is violence. And therefore your neutrality, this is the way that I used to always deal with this is I'm just going to kind of stay Switzerland here. I'm not going to get involved. Your neutrality though, according to the woke, your unwillingness to speak out and agree with the woke is actually part of the problem. In fact, your silence, and I know this has happened to so many people and I've had people tell me this, is actually making you suspect to the woke around you. And you can feel it. You can sense that your woke friends and coworkers are not sure you're on the right team. They're not sure whether you're in the woke cult. I have a person that I used to work with. He happens to be gay. uh, And he called me one day and just kind of knew what had happened to me. He saw me get canceled. uh, And he, he had worked in some places that I had worked, and he just told me that he was still in the ad industry, and he was in a, a big agency up in San Francisco. And remember, this man is gay, and but he happened to be conservative on uh, a number of issues. And because he wasn't woke, let's say, he actually got called out in a meeting by a lesbian co-worker who basically said to him, because he wasn't speaking up and saying all the things that the woke demand that you say, he was just staying silent, just trying to stay neutral, She basically confronted him in front of a whole room and said, we're not sure you're on our team. This might have happened to you. Uh, Being silent is not really a tactic you can take with the woke. They demand your complicity. They demand your overt support. Uh, They demand that you speak up. And the feeling that you get if you've been through this, and again, I'm building to this idea that this is the most dangerous cult ever, Wokeness. The feeling that you get if you've been through this is quite scary. Uh, and it's this feeling that um, it's kind of like the movie Body Snatchers. I don't know if you've 
ever seen Body Snatchers, but if you haven't, it's an amazing horror film. It's an amazingly frightening horror film. The premise is frightening. And wokeness feels so much like the premise of Body Snatchers to me. And I remember watching it as a child, and and, uh, the movie is set in Mill Valley in Marin County, California. And the premise is alien seeds fall from space, and these seeds... um, grown from plant-like pods, replace sleeping people with perfect physical duplicates with all the same knowledge, memories, scars, etc. But the duplicate versions of the people are incapable of human emotion or feeling. And the human victims disappear forever. The duplicates, according to the movie, live about five years and cannot actually sexually reproduce. And if they aren't stopped, they will quickly turn Earth into a dead planet and move on to the next world. That was the idea of the body snatchers. And what was really scary uh, in the movie is if another body snatcher sees you, if they see you as a real, sane, sentient human being, they point their finger at you. And there would be this blood-curling shriek that points you out to the rest of the body snatchers. And it was just super creepy. And Donald Sutherland's in this movie. And the final scene is a real surprise because Donald Sutherland is the hero. And at the end, indeed, he is also becomes a body snatcher, much to the uh, shock of his uh, partner in the film or uh, protagonist. And it's this mind virus from space that spreads so fast in Body Snatchers. And everybody it infects is literally mentally gone, replaced by some emotionalist facsimile of the person. Uh, and in the in the movie, it's really a race against time to stop it before it spreads to the whole world. And Donald Sutherland in the movie, uh, version that from my childhood, I think it's been remade since, is trying to warn people. And so there's this oppressive feeling that where... Um, uh, that he's constantly aware that more and more people around him are body snatched. So he could be walking down a street in New York or something, and there's tons of people, but who has been body snatched? Who is one of the body snatchers and who is still a human? Who is infected and who isn't? And increasingly, more and more people are becoming body snatchers uh, that will kill you if they discover you're not one of them. And even the people that you might appeal to in the movie, like the police, maybe your pastor or a government official, Donald Sutherland's character discovers that they too are body snatchers until finally you're left all alone, surrounded by these body snatched human beings who are malevolent, who want to kill you until finally civilization and the planet is destroyed. The virus then moves on to its next planet. That's the idea of the Body Snatcher's premise. And wokeness, like the Body Snatcher's premise, is also a civilization-ending event, as must tweet would indicate he believes. Again, uh, he says nothing matters unless wokeness is stopped. And I think he's right. If we don't address this cult, and it's not just cultish, it's not just a phenomenon that's cult-like, it is a cult, wokeness. If we don't address it, and break its spell, nothing else matters. Because the cult of wokeness makes coexistence, pluralism, brotherhood, sisterhood, celebration of our common humanity, impossible. Uh, And for me, like I said, the the body snatchers is the perfect analogy for what dealing with woke people is kind of like. It's them, you know. It's your friend John from work, but it's not John. It's your sister Kelly, but it's not Kelly. Woke Kelly is different. It's as if a wire has been sniffed. Uh, snipped or something is just different about them. There's no common ground you can find with them anymore and you can't get through to them. They seem filled with unexplainable rage, yet it's still them. It's still your coworker or friend, your best friend from childhood or a family member, but something has changed. They become woke and it's like the empathetic part of their brain has been excised and aggression, judgmentalism, and mercilessness has been put in its place. And the old friendships and even being a family member, it doesn't matter. They will cut you off. They will eliminate you from their life. That's what the woke will do. They will go for your jugular in a conversation. And they will do this often. And they'll do this publicly, by the way, as possible, as publicly as possible in order to shame you. And I've experienced this a ton too. Go look at my history on my LinkedIn profile page and watch the vitriol that's hurled at me. Uh, and that, it, just for any post that I put up, and I've never once personally attacked anyone, but they come for my jugular. They call me Nazi. They call me all kinds of names. 
And you look at what's happening to Elon Musk right now, the once darling of the left, they hate him. They shriek like body snatchers at the mere mention of Elon. The woke lose their minds over him. This is the cult of wokeness. And because this cult has infected every institution in America at this point with its politics, purposely so, like I said, you're increasingly unable to avoid a confrontation with the woke mind virus. Uh, the, the, the tact, like I said, of just all stay out of it, that strategy is increasingly untenable. It won't work because the woke purposely are imposing their beliefs on society and ultimately you. The woke are saying, you must kneel to our gods. You must use our language like preferred pronouns. You must bake our cake the way that we tell you. You must repeat our mantras. Black lives matter. Love is love. Do the work. Learn and unlearn. Hate has no home here. I'm vaxxed and boosted and good to go. As one LinkedIn profile proclaimed of a very woke person that I know, So then you might recognize what you're dealing with by now. You're dealing with a cult. Yes, but not just any cult. This is a body snatchers level event. The cult of wokeness is the biggest cult in history and the most dangerous. It's a civilization ending event if it continues. And so I think it's just real worth diving into cults just for a second, Uh, just for a little bit here. So what is a cult? Well, according to Wiki, and I like to use their definitions because it's kind of the other team's definition. So um, rather than pick something that, oh, well, that's just what conservatives say. This is what Wiki says. In modern English, this is what a cult is. In modern English, a cult is usually a pejorative term for a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs and rituals or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. And when we think of cults, I know at least for me what comes to mind, we think of things like the Manson family. And I know that feels like I'm going too far, but that's what we think of when we think of cults. We think of David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. We think of Heaven's Gate and the UFO cult that led to a mass suicide in San Diego of 41 people. That happened 20-something years ago. I don't know how long ago now, but when I was a kid. We think of Jim Jones and the mass suicide down in Guyana. 918 people dead, including 300 kids who drank poison and died basically at the request of their cult leader, Jim Jones. So when we think of a cult, what we think of is people who have lost any sense of rationality. They can't be reached. They can't be reasoned with. And if you've experienced a a cult up close or ever been in one, it's that you know it when you see it, someone in one, is because that person is fully brainwashed. Even talking to them about what they believe is a no-go zone because to even engage with you about anything would be to challenge their beliefs and that would be for them to enable the enemy. I can't even have a conversation with you. That's how the woke, uh, that's how cult members think and I think that's how the woke think. Uh, And if a cult member can't convert you, what do they do? Well, they cut you off immediately. This, again, is how wokeness works. Every woke person in my life has stopped the conversation with me. And not because I've ever been mean, either. Never. I'm always respectful, and they know that about me. But once they realize they can't convert me to their social justice ideology, to their woke worldview, once they realize they can't shame me into changing my beliefs, they basically cut me off. They don't want to hear any information contrary to their beliefs. They are woke. They are cult members. Right? That's what the woke are. And one of the ways that you know that you're dealing with a cult when we talk about wokeness is this. It's destructive. It's nihilistic and divisive like all cults. Cults never lead to harmony and human flourishing ever. They lead to cutting off, to dividing. When people lose someone they care about to a cult, it's like they died. And indeed, usually a member of a cult will cut everyone out of their life. Right? The cult... Uh, in in a way, uh, not just in a way, but a cult has to do this. It has to cut everybody off, cut cut, cut the member off from everybody because talking to sober-minded, rational people could break the spell of the cult member. So cults divide, they isolate. Cults also use shaming tactics and threats 
to keep people's allegiance. So we often find cult members' lives are often threatened or their families are threatened. For instance, in the Jim Jones cult, the People's Temple, he confiscated his members' Uh, cult members' passports and millions of dollars and manipulated his followers with threats of blackmail, beatings, and probable death. Uh, See, cult members are also uh, usually abused in this way or mentally abused in this way, usually with a a mix of manipulative expressions of love. So uh, notice Charles Manson uh, used to call his disciples the family Now, this is referred to, and I I saw this term online talking about cults, it's referred to as love bombing. Uh, Cults will draw their members in with kindness, acceptance, possibility, and safety and gain their trust. And then they're going to test that trust by revealing abusive, neglectful, omissive, or untruthful behavior, or even making threats, like in the case of uh, Jim Jones and and, in almost all cults, of being cut off from the cult should a member even think of straying from the cult's beliefs or edicts and demands. And now that's got to be very scary if you're in a cult, right? Uh, And very manipulative because if a cult cuts you off from all the others in your life to begin with, where would you go if the cult cuts you off? You're left totally alone. Uh, And in a way, again, think about how wokeness works. People are afraid to be cut off from the woke institutions that pay their salaries. They're afraid to be ostracized from the in-group as it were, which the woke are the in-group in society right now, then they are the ones with institutional power. People rightly fear that they will have nowhere to go uh, if they don't appease the woke or appear to be a part of the woke cult, and that's understandable. Another feature of cults, which wokeness shares, cult members feel good about even using manipulation, like I said before, but in viciousness to impose their rules and morals, no matter how crazy or perverted they are. They don't mind imposing them on others. And and you notice, we often see this uh, in in, uh, cults, we see a lot of sexual perversion. Uh, We often see a cult leader sleeping with children, sleeping with other members of the cult, wives, having multiple wives, like in the case of David Koresh, I believe that was the case. But I think it's the case in a lot of cults. But sexual sexual perversion is often a feature of cults. Now, just real quickly, do you notice any sexual perversion in wokeness? Drag queen story hour, right? This strange penchant for sexualizing children among the woke. Do you see that? It's everywhere we look. There's this desire by the woke to decenter children's identity as early as possible, right? To sexually confuse them about their gender expression. This is a key feature of wokeness, uh, perhaps even more dominant now than the racial division that originally we saw in wokeness during the George Floyd BLM sort of initial onset of this plague on society called wokeness. But back to the viciousness of the cult of wokeness and the viciousness of cults. Cult members are often vicious towards non-believers, right? This is, again, a feature of cults. And it's important to note that cult members feel good about being judgmental and nasty to outsiders because they are convinced of their own moral goodness. Uh, So if they're... um, nasty to unbelievers, that's okay, right? Because they are heaven-bound in a sense. They are headed to a higher realm, or in the case of the woke, they are, quote, doing the work. They are bringing heaven down to earth by ending all inequity and injustice. Therefore, if you get in the way of the woke, they will destroy you and they will feel justified and righteous in doing it, just like a cult. Another feature of cults is that wokeness that uh, that wokeness shares is this sense that cult members are possessors, and this is a big one, of secret knowledge. Cult members always believe this. They know something you don't know. And in the case of uh, like the Heaven's Gate cult down in San Diego, the members believed that a spaceship was coming. This was their secret knowledge. And it was hidden behind the Hale-Bopp comet, and they all committed suicide to exit their bodies uh, and move on to a higher realm and join these aliens in the UFO. Uh, One article on uh, Timeline.com described the Heaven's Gate members like this in reference to their exit videos, meaning their final words before they committed suicide. They took videos of themselves. And this is what one example was. And this is what this uh, Timeline.com had to say about these exit videos from the members, the cult members. All the members wore baggy clothes and buzz cuts. And what stands out 
is how tranquil they all appear, speaking with lucidity and excitement about their coming death. And this is what one of the the, uh, cult members of Heaven's Gate said. It's the happiest thing that you can possibly imagine, said one member in his exit video. We're going home. And again, he was referring to killing himself. Charles Manson, probably the most famous cult leader that we've ever seen, uh, or we... I guess in recent times, uh, there's plenty of them, but he's a famous one, maybe just because of the grisly murders that he committed with his family. He offered his disciples secret knowledge. He gathered around 90 disciples, most of them teenage females. And I think that is just interesting. 90 disciples, most of them teenage females, because again, it seems familiar, right? When you think about wokeness, it seems to attract and over-index on woke Karens, right? Uh, It seems to be sort of hell-bent, the ideology, wokeness, on discrediting masculinity. In any case, Manson taught his disciples, which were primarily women, that they had secret knowledge uh, and told them that they were the reincarnation of the first Christians, while he himself, Manson, was the reincarnation of Jesus. Manson also revealed to his disciples that the Beatles song, Helter Skelter, uh, Helter Skelter, sorry, was a coded message sent to him from above, warning about the apocalypse and the form of a race war that was coming, where black people would kill all the whites. Again, notice a connection, and I think this is important, again, to notice. I talked a little bit about the sexual perversion, but let's look at the connection here between wokeness and cult behavior again. In cults, racism often seems to be present. You think about what Manson just said, there's going to be a coming race race war, uh, and so he's he's sowing racial division. Uh, and I would call Nazism, if you think about that, as also a cult phenomenon. It had a cult leader in Hitler. It had a very cultish nature to its ideology. And there's a great book on uh, this, that Nazism was a cult, ultimately. it's a, The book is called The Morning of the Magicians. And if you want to read more about this cult aspect to Hitler's beliefs, which were based in German folklore... Uh, That's where he got to a lot of his crazy ideas. But of course, at the center of Hitler's belief, racism. There was racism. Nazism uh, put uh, racism at the center. Well, wokeness wokeness has certainly centered racism as one of its key pillars. It's, it's, It's always talking about racism and it's always recommending that you take um, steps to behave in a racist way, judge people by their color, uh, discriminate, uh, to fix past discrimination, as Ibram X. Kendi says. Uh, And these are all rabbit holes we could go down. But the point is here, cults always believe and always tell their members that they and they alone have secret knowledge and that they and they alone have been given understanding and a higher consciousness, I guess. Um, And when you think about wokeness and think about its ideologies, it's rife with all manner of secret elite knowledge, critical theory, critical race theory, critical gender theory, critical whiteness theory. It's all very specialized knowledge. It has the appearance of having intellectual substance, even though it is pure sophistry. There's this uh, specialized woke jargon, right, that they use that the cult members of the woke Uh, the woke cult members use. Sometimes when you listen to the woke, it's as if they're from another planet. They're speaking some kind of academic ease, uh, which which they are, by the way. Intersectionality, whiteness, proximity to whiteness, BIPOC, internalized misogyny, critical theory word salads, essentially. Terms that you've never heard, probably they've never heard of until very recently. Concepts that have the appearance of a kind of pseudo-intellectual quality. Uh, And they give the woke cult member the feeling of possessing a higher consciousness, a deeper understanding of society uh, that they and only they, the woke, possess. And again, this is a feature of cults, secret knowledge. And there are many more signs of cults. There's too many to go into today. So I will just go into two last key aspects of cults that completely line up with uh, wokeness. And wokeness shares these aspects. Cults have rituals. And and I would just say, what else would you call the branch Covidians, as they are called, uh, often kind of in a funny way, um, their devotion to Dr. Fauci? Uh, But more than that, their devotion to a vaccination after vaccination, right? This is a ritual, despite the fact that this vaccination doesn't stop the spread, right? Uh, And may well even cause harm. 
uh, and many people, and that seems obvious now. We see all kinds of countries around the world changing their vaccination uh, guidance based on the fact that it's harmful to young. Uh, we Babies certainly don't need it. Our CDC is saying we should be giving it to six-month-year-olds. I mean, it's just crazy. And yet the woke have this, de- devo- this devotion to the vaccine. The vaccine is like a communion. It's, like, it's a ritual. It's like communion for the woke. And it's a litmus test of whether you can be in the cult. The last trait of cults that I want to talk about today that wokeness shares, cults are illogical. Their ideas don't make any sense. Manson is the reincarnated Jesus. That's what he said. No, no, he's not. Uh, We're going to commit suicide, says the Heaven's Gate leader, and join a spaceship hiding behind the comet Hale-Bopp. No, actually, you're not going to do that, Heaven's Gate. Think about Hitler, what he believed. The Aryan race is superior. Hmm, really, Hitler? How did that superior race theory go against Olympian Jesse Owens, right, who took four gold medals over your German boys in your own house, no less? Aryan race is not superior. But try telling a cult member to be logical. Cults and their ideologies are illogical by nature, and wokeness is also highly illogical in nature. Case in point, some wokeisms that we hear all the time, we can end discrimination by engaging in discrimination, says cult guru Ibram X. Kendi, and I talk about that a lot, but it's just a glaring one. Here's another one. Bodily, bodily autonomy is of the utmost importance, say the woke, which means I have the right to kill another body inside my body, the woke say i.e. abortion, so keep your hands off my body. But on the other hand, the woke also say you must get vaccinated with an experimental jab or you should lose your job. They demand you give over your bodily autonomy. That's a total contradiction. It's illogical. Here's another one that we know is kind of core to being woke. You must be tolerant. That's what we're told by the woke all the time. But also, the woke say, we will be intolerant of anyone who disagrees with us. This is the illogical nature of wokeness. And don't get me started on the circular logic of wokeness. Uh, it's just there, there's so many statements from the woke that are Kafka traps and circular logic and circular re- uh, reasoning. There's too much to get into here. The point is cults are illogical. Wokeness is illogical. Wokeness is a cult. The stuff I'm describing is cult behavior. This is what cults do. Does any of this sound, any of this cult behavior sound like wokeness to you? I think the parallels are unmistakable. And cults manipulate their members. Fear of being canceled if you say the wrong thing. Think about that right now. Fear of being cut off from the group mixed in with manipulative talk of love and empathy. I see that everywhere in social media from the woke. Love, empathy. They're always saying these things. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. How often today do we hear woke corporations talk about family, like as if all the workers are part of a family. Work is just like being in one big family, everybody. Reminds me of a of Charles Manson calling his members family members. Because a corporation, and I'm not saying corporations are the same as as Charles Manson, but what I'm saying is corporations are not family. They're a place to earn money. Uh, You may develop friendships, and there should be empathy and things like that uh, in the corporation, but it's not a family. There's all this talk of justice, social justice, talk of attentiveness and sensitivity and admonitions of trigger warnings and being careful not to commit microaggressions by the woke. All of this is packaged as the loving uh, thing to do, right? It's, it's kind of the cult love bombing that we talked about earlier, uh, if you will. And it's just the loving thing to do to do all these things and to talk these ways. And if you know what's good for you, right, the woke basically are telling you, you'll nod along if you want to be part of the family, the woke family, the woke cult. But on the flip side, run afoul of all the new woke rules, which are not up for discussion. And like any cult, the woke will cut you off. You will be publicly shamed. You will lose your reputation and possibly your livelihood. And then where will you be? So saith the woke. And like I said, sexual perversion and racial division and divisiveness are often at the core of cult movements. We see all of this in wokeness. Again, that's because wokeness is a cult. And it's the most dangerous mass cult ever. Oh, sure, the details are different from past cults, 
right? And I'm not suggesting your woke family member or friend or coworker is like a violent Manson family member. I'm not. Although I would argue that the behavior of woke groups like Antifa and BLM are awfully violent. And indeed, we've seen people killed like Aaron J. Danielson in Portland. You can look that up by Antifa. But all the features of cult behavior are present in wokeness. And here's the concerning part, which gets to Musk, Elon Musk's tweet about nothing matters if the woke mind virus isn't defeated. Unlike past cults, wokeness is the first cult. And this is important. It's the first cult able to go totally viral like the body snatchers, thanks to a super spreader technology known as the Internet that allows this cult ideology to spread across the world so fast. And it's happening everywhere all at once. And indeed, it is happening everywhere at once. It's moving into Canada. It's moving into Europe and beyond. No cult ideology has ever had this capability before. And I would say no cult ideology this powerful has ever had this capability before. That's what we're living through right now with the cult of wokeness. A cult started by neo-Marxists, a mind virus, a hive mind virus, being super spreaded to the world via social media and the internet. So that's the problem. How do we break the spell? That's the question. How do we break the woke spell? And a few thoughts on this, but a first a verse by the Apostle Paul, who once had a cultish zeal himself. He was a pious religious leader known for killing a group known as the Christians. Until Saul, that was his name at the time, Apostle Paul, before he became Apostle Paul, till Saul one day realized He realized through a miraculous act that he had been blinded. He was captive to his own ideology by his own extreme cultish views of his own religion. So listen here to what Apostle Paul, who gained his sight, his spiritual sight and his real sight uh, in uh, in his journey, says once his eyes were opened both figuratively and literally, because I think it's so relevant to the cult of wokeness. This is Ephesians 6.12. This is what Paul says, for we do not, and this is important to remember this, this is what Paul says about our battles against things like wokeness, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Apostle Paul here in that verse, is reminding us that our fight and the fights that we have in life, right, whether they're political, whether they can be in our family, whether they can be interpersonal at work, there is a spiritual aspect to them. And those fights are are happening on a spiritual level. We're not fighting flesh and blood, he's saying. You think you are. You think in that material way, but you're actually in a spiritual contest between good and evil. And this is hard for materialistic and empirical empirical Americans to understand. We think of reality as what we can see, touch, and test. That's what's real. But what Apostle Paul is saying here is that 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 reality, the things we can touch and taste and test, is actually just one aspect of reality. The other part of reality is just as real. It's the spiritual reality. And cults, are spiritual phenomena, right? That's why a Heaven's Gate member can talk about his own death as beautiful. That's why we see medically assisted suicide, which is part of all this wokeness, being presented as something beautiful, as we recently did in a clothing commercial. Cult ideologies like wokeness operate on a spiritual level, and so they blind the people that become adherents. Hitler was possessed by something spiritual. Manson, Charles Manson was possessed by something spiritual. Cult members are possessed and held captive by ideologies that are spiritual in nature. And even if you're not a Christian like me, you must admit there's something about the human being that is more than the material. There's something spiritual about and you can feel it, right? You you get times in your life you can tap into that and feel it. We have souls. And so that soul, that spirit can be corrupted by something. Uh, And so we have to understand that, that there's a spiritual reality in order to break a cult spell over an individual or a society. 
And again, I want to be careful here when I talk about Manson and I talk about Heaven's Gate. The average woke person is is not going to hopefully off themselves anytime soon. It's not funny. Uh, and they're not going to crawl into somebody's house and kill them as the Manson family did. Uh, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting it is a cult wokeness. And I do think it could lead to mass uh, mass incivility. It already has. And we hear lots of talk about civil war in this country, and I think it could lead to that. So it could lead to mass death because people are spellbound. So what's the solution to a spiritual problem like the cult of wokeness? And I would say uh, two things that I would talk about, two things that have to happen. And one of them, and it's something I talk about a lot on the show, one of them is we must state the truth in love. And so what does that mean? It means we must all be willing, those that are sane, that haven't had the body snatcher virus take us over, who haven't had our brains afflicted by wokeness, we must be willing to confront these damning lies with the truth. And we must do so boldly, right? And I've already pointed out that the neutral ground is evaporating. There's nowhere left to hide. The woke will flush you out eventually, and they intend to. And part of their cult practice is to purge all unbelievers from society. You can see that it's happening. It's beginning to happen. Uh, And they want to excise the non-woke so that injustice and inequity can be eliminated. That's what they think is going to happen. This is part of their cultish ideology. So you can't hide. So you must speak the truth and do so with equal determination and conviction. You must meet their lies with the truth, knowing, and this is the key here, because I think in the past we were trying to avoid the cost. But if you speak the truth and you do so, even if you do so in love, you have to know that it's going to cost you. It could cost you a friendship. It could cost you your job. It could cost you your status. And it could cause you acceptance, obviously, by the woke. But what choice do you have? The only other option is joining the cult of wokeness and pretend, or on the other hand, is pretending to join the cult of wokeness. But remember, ultimately, cults are are suicide packs, right? Uh, And their destination is nihilism and death and destruction. Again, Elon Musk is right about wokeness. The woke mind virus is either defeated or nothing else matters. He's not being hyperbolic. And I think... um, I should talk about this for one second, which is we do so in love. And that's tough, man. you got to balance this firmness because it's needed. Like we all know it with our kids when we're disciplining them. There's a certain amount of firmness that is needed, but we also need to balance that with love. And I know that I get that balance wrong sometimes, and I think we all will. But I think knowing we're imperfect humans, we need to get, we need to, get to the point where we're okay with messing up occasionally on this, getting that love and firmness balance correct. Uh, because wokeness has to be confronted and we're not going to do it perfectly. Uh, We just have to pray and ask God that he gives us the words and the wisdom and the judiciousness to do it in the right way and do it with love. But it has to be confronted because wokeness ultimately throws sands in the gears of civil society. It's going to make society impossible. So we have to contend for the truth. We must tear down ideologies, as Paul also says, that raise themselves up against the knowledge of God. That means we have to speak up. But, and here's the but, whenever possible, we do it in love. And we don't adopt the woke's tactics of viciousness, and we show mercy. We remember to forgive, right? And just as Jesus said, right? Because in a way, if you think about what took him down on the cross, uh, ultimately it was his own father who uh, offered Jesus as a, a sacrifice, and Jesus accepted that he took the sin of the world on his shoulders, but but there was a mob that came for Jesus, right? And they were praying for his blood. But what did Jesus say about those blinded people at that moment? Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. How could Jesus do that? Was he just saying that? You know, just I don't know. Like I don't think so. I think he really believed that that mob that wanted his death on a cross really was spiritually blinded. blinded. So we remember that uh, the woke are spiritual captives. They're enslaved to a merciless, manipulative, hateful, and perverted cult ideology. They are to be pitied, not hated. And I think that's the thing we have to hold on to because it's hard sometimes because they, they, they throw so much hate at us and so much nastiness at us. It, it's very tempting to respond in the same way, but we can't. And we look 
at Jesus and we see how he responded to people that hated him. He never did that. And that brings me to the final thing that we must do to break the spell of woke, wokeness on the culture, this cult and this blight on the culture. We must pray for God to intervene. And I, and I know a lot of you out there are probably thinking, well, I'm not a Christian or I don't, I don't know God. Well, that can change in one second, first of all. Um, but I think God hears prayers. And, and it's an interesting thing. Does God hear prayers even from, from non-Christians? And I think the answer is yes. I think because many, many Christians will tell you the first way that we ever encountered God was we just prayed and asked him to show himself, to, to reveal himself in our life, to help us see that he is real or not. And God responded to that prayer. Well, how did he do that unless God can and does respond to the prayers of even non-believers. So he responds to believers, and I think he can respond to uh, non-believers as well. He can, he can do that. So I think we have to pray that God will intervene in this anti-human blight known as wokeness, this cult. Uh, we ultimately can't make anyone see the truth, right? It's God that ultimately reveals the truth to people. Spiritual blindness is lifted by God himself, just as it was lifted in Apostle Paul's case, who went on to write 13 letters that became books in the New Testament. Apostle Paul is a hero, uh, but he was first a killer of Christians because his ideology drove him to it, right? But then his eyes were opened. First, God blinded him to get his attention. And then God opened Saul's eyes. Remember, that was his original name. And then he became Paul. And he became a new man. He could, he could see now the truth. The choice of using blindness to get Paul's attention by God wasn't for nothing. Just as removing Paul's blindness wasn't for nothing. God was using that metaphor purposely. Moving Paul or Saul, let's say, who became Paul, from spiritual darkness into light. That's a God thing. That's, it takes God to do that. So we need to pray that God would intervene in our collective spiritual condition uh, in America and in the world. That in his wisdom, uh, that with his wisdom, sorry, in his truth, uh, that that would penetrate the hearts and minds of men and women. And we speak the truth in love, right? We be firm, but we never hate the woke as they hate others. And then we pray that God will take that faithful act of us speaking in truth, right? Like doing so in love that he will then bless that act of obedience to speak the truth to people who are lost. Uh, because without us speaking, it ain't going to happen because that's how God, he uses us, right? He's, he uses us to do the speaking, but he's the one who breaks that spell ultimately. He uses us to speak the truth, but he does the work to remove spiritual blindness. And that's why we need to pray. I really believe that. And that, I believe, is how we can break the spell of wokeness. I believe the most dangerous mass cult in history. Thanks for joining the AdWoke podcast. Remember, you're not crazy. They are.